Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. In this series, the Bankers editors are speaking to industry experts from across financial services to explore how banking is responding to global challenges and trends, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, sustainability, and the drive for increased technological innovation. I'm Marie Kemplay, the Bankers Investment Banking and Capital Markets Editor, and in this podcast, I'm joined by Armin Peter, EMEA Head of Sustainable Banking and Global Head of Debt Syndicate at UBS. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Armin. Uh, thanks for, for having me, Marie. Thank you. Oh, pleasure. In this podcast, we're going to be discussing developments in the digitalization of bond markets, particularly on the issuance side. And, you know, I think it's probably fair to say that have, this is an area that has perhaps historically been a bit slower to innovate um, in this respect than, than others. But, you know, having said that, we are now witnessing some pretty dramatic developments. You know, Armin, perhaps you could you could talk us through what have some of the key developments we have seen in this area been in, in, in kind of recent months and years? I think you're right. Um, probably in the primary market, we have been slower than what we have seen over the many years uh, actually happening in the secondary market, in particular, where electronification has been at the forefront of thinking um, and uh, and working. Um, yet on the primary side, I must say, um, I think we often take a, a little bit of uh, of, a, of a hit when it comes down to perception, but lots has, has been happening. And uh, I think over the pandemic, we have shown that despite the, the COVID environment and working from home, we have executed actually on, on record issuance volumes in the debt space. That being said, uh, I think coming out on the other side, hopefully, um, from the pandemic, um, the technology the technology has certainly made it a step forward. I think the willingness by the business to invest in this part um, certainly will support further development. And, um, you know, in the meantime, I must say, um, the technological um, opportunities um, in the business uh, is, uh, is certainly developing. And so we have seen a lot of new technology coming forward. Are you able to give us some uh, specific examples of that, that new technology and, and how it's um, being being implemented and what the kind of impacts of that are? Yeah, I think we, we need to differentiate uh, between the different parts. Yeah. So on the one hand, we have um, process-oriented developments, and on the other hand, we have product-oriented developments. Um, if, we, if we just start, or if I just start about the, the process-oriented one, uh, and then there are certainly different steps in the issuance process. We, we can think about the, the book building process, i.e. the way of uh, executing a transaction from an announcement to order taking to, to, to bond allocation, something which, to be frankly uh, speaking, we have seen um, working very, very well already over, over a couple of years. I think more, more recently, uh, fintech solutions um, and the industry is trying to identify uh, you know, a broader set of, of process-oriented technology. Legal documentation um, is, is, is certainly one, one, one of the focus areas. Um, the, the definition of, it, of, a, of a common language around the, the, uh, the, the legal um, uh, part of, of an execution process has led to the fact that we've seen the, the development of a GLML, for example. Um, Origination, uh, the origination process, certainly something right now we see increasingly being interested as well. Um, and then the marketing process around roadshows and marketing of transactions in the run-up of, of an execution of a transaction are uh, other elements which um, you know, fintech is focusing on. What I would say so is um, um, you know, these kind of elements that you see fintech um, companies are focusing on different parts of the process are getting closer and closer, and uh, I think key will be the interoperability um, of those solutions. 
I think one big change uh, we can see from from previous years, uh, where we had a little bit of a, of a, of an attitude of the winner takes it all. I think in the meantime, uh, certainly um, uh, the attitude has uh, very much changed, um, and uh, it is all down to interoperability um, and the in the in the desire that uh, you can pick and choose your your fintech solution during the process. Um, I think on the other side, uh, away from process-oriented, we have the product-oriented developments. Um, you know, in the in the in the very first place, certainly the tokenization of assets, the use of DLT technology, uh, and last but not least, certainly you know the change of of uh, of cash. Um, just speaking about the central bank digital cash, uh, um, you know, initiatives that are going on on a global basis. Well, certainly sounds like there has been a lot going on, you know, and at the risk of maybe asking you to state the obvious, you know, in terms of the benefits of, of, of the of these different um, areas of, of innovation, you know, are we talking around, you know, increased efficiency and, and kind of cost benefits as well? And I was also interested in what you were saying around that that shift in attitude as well. You know, it sounds like there's a more kind of collaborative set of um, uh, developments taking place here and actually they could have a wider impact than just within one one company, perhaps. No, absolutely. You're, you're right, Mary. Um, I think uh, again, the change from a the winner takes it all to uh, the uh, the understanding that uh, you need to do it in a collaborative and in and interoperability uh, perspective uh, is is certainly certainly key. Uh, the automatization, innovation, and, and cross industry collaboration are, are the other elements that one needs to take into consideration. I think um, you know we have to do it step by step. Uh, I think it is uh, certainly clear uh, that from a technology perspective, much is possible. I don't necessarily think that technology is the is, is the issue. I think the challenges are certainly all around the uh, the implementation of those solu solutions and make them work to together uh, in what is um, you know already an existing process that works very very well. So we can't risk uh, to interrupt uh, um, existing processes and, uh, and, and, and operability. We need to make sure that uh, if we are shifting to this new technology with all the benefits it has, that we are not interrupting current markets. Okay, that's interesting. Let's delve into that a bit more deeply then, you know, and you, you, you've kind of already started to talk about it there with th these these kind of new systems and processes coming in, you know, it does, as you say, have the, the potential to disrupt the kind of existing ways of doing things, you know, what are some of the the, 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 the kind of specific risks and, and you know, how, how can they be overcome, do you think, going forward? Mm. Uh, I think the biggest risk is certainly fragmentation. Uh, and the lack of interoperability. Uh, um, on the one hand, you want to automate something, you want to be efficient if these systems are not interoperable, uh, and therefore, you know, um, banks or, or, or market participants can't necessarily pick and choose according to their internal procedures. Then you, you certainly have a problem, and then you are facing somewhat from market fragmentation. And fragmentation at some point, yeah, to the extent, um, you know, that it becomes an overarching theme can can certainly even lead to interruption, which uh, by far is not what uh, what the intentions are. So, um, you know, the biggest challenge certainly is the, the implementation of these technological uh, solutions that, without any doubt, are, are available and all, or probably in some cases already have been available. You know, some time ago, uh, it is all about the challenges of implementing them in a way that they are not interrupting um, current uh, current processes. 
And are these, I guess, these these are risks that um, market participants, you know, are, are, are very much alive to, you know, and uh, is there work kind of in place to try and discuss and come up with, you know, common standards and common approaches to, to these things, you know, and, and what is the kind of significance of that work? In the bond market, first of all, ICMA is, is putting a lot of time and efforts uh, in making sure that we are bringing together all stakeholders of the capital market, yeah, from fintechs to issuers to investors to the sell side uh, and the brokers. Uh, so in that regard, certainly a lot of effort goes into, into this to bring the industry together. Um, and I have to say that, uh, you know, the interaction with, uh, with um, um, fintech companies has materially improved over the time, particularly back to the point what I said earlier on. Their stance of the winner takes it all has materially changed. So they are really um, keen to to meet at the table and uh, and work on standards. I think the the, the CDM is is certainly one um, you know um, initiative that uh, is very very promising. Um, the, in the cooperation with ISTA, ISLA, and ICMA, we continue to work on on CDM and try to to expand it away from from the derivatives market as well into repo and later into bonds as well. So. Uh, the desire for standards is probably the first point I would make uh, that comes across by everyone. Without standardization, uh, I think uh, the implementation has, an, has, a, has a big challenge uh, that will be hard to overcome. So we all need to work on standards. Well, certainly a lot going on and, and promising that, as you say, there is this kind of industry-wide effort going on to, to work on these issues. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your views and experiences with us today, Armin. And that's that's all for this podcast, but you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify and Acast, as well as following our discussions at thebanker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.